0: Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good
1: morning, Devin.
0: Let's look at home sales because they've really slowed in London.
1: Yeah, the London St. Thomas Association of Realtors is reporting the lowest number of February home sales since 1995. The association says only 436 residential transactions were recorded in February 2023, while 761 new listings entered the market last month. January also saw low numbers. It had the lowest number of home sales since 2009, with only 344 residential transactions. Now, compared to February 2022, the overall average home price was significantly lower, down 24.2%. LSTAR's overall average home price was uh, $621,000 last month, just a little over that. In February, the single-family home continued to be the most desirable housing type, with 325 transactions recorded.
0: Something that may not be as desirable right now is public transit. New poll looks at how Canadians are feeling about safety on public transit.
1: Yeah, a new Ipsos poll conducted on behalf of Global News finds that in the wake of a series of violent attacks on public transit in Toronto, some Canadians are changing the way they approach public transit and many feel attacks might be part of a concerning wider trend. One in four Canadians say they feel unsafe using public transit alone. That number jumps sharply in Toronto, where 44% say they feel unsafe taking transit by themselves. Daryl Bricker for Ipsos says some people are changing their behaviour as a result of recent incidents. Three out of ten say they're more aware and alert, while one in five have avoided travelling at night. Fourteen percent say they're avoiding use at transit entirely, and twelve percent say they're using it less.
0: New study out looks at what model was best to vaccinate Ontarians uh, during COVID.
1: Yeah, an Ontario government study comparing different vaccination sites has found mass immunization clinics in which vaccinators and volunteers move around in a circular setup of chairs with clients staying seated was by far the most efficient model. The Ministry of Health study obtained by the Canadian press through a Freedom of Information request looked at nine different mass vaccination clinics in the last six months of 2021 with an eye to supporting possible future large scale vaccine campaigns. The study found traditional drive-through and circular hockey hub models all had different strengths and limitations but the circular hockey hub clinic was able to vaccinate the highest number of people per staff member and clients spent the shortage amount of time or shortest amount of time there the hockey hub model sees the clients sit in one chair and have staff and volunteers come by to complete registration medical screening vaccination and observation time in the same place the circular hockey hub model saw 50 doses per hour while the traditional models achieved 13 doses per hour and the drive through site saw seven doses per hour.
0: Is there anything hockey can't do? I mean, that's, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a goal. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: well, speaking, well, here's a penalty. Uh, a Wingham restaurant is still fighting COVID restrictions.
1: Yes, a Wingham restaurant is expected to appeal after it was found guilty last week of refusing to enforce Ontario's COVID vaccine passport program in 2021. Stephen Hill, owner of Buck and Joe's restaurant in Wingham, was found guilty last week of not checking for proof of vaccination. A Goderich judge also found Hill guilty of not providing a safety plan and failing to cooperate with Huron Perth Health Unit enforcement officers. The restaurant had been openly defying COVID regulations put forth by the Ford government declaring its intent to not follow the guidelines in a sign posted on a window. Hill has been ordered to pay a $5,500 fine, however, has asked for help on social media from anyone able to help with the paperwork required for an appeal.
0: We'll see what happens there, and we'll see what happens with this. There's more drama for Prince Harry and King Charles.
1: Yeah, Prince Harry and his wife Meghan have received an invitation to his former or to his father, King Charles' coronation, but will not yet confirm publicly whether he will attend. Preparations for the event in May have been overshadowed by the couple's damning revelations about the king, Harry's eldest brother, Prince William, and other royals in his recent memoir, a Netflix documentary, and a series of TV interviews. His recent high profile criticism of his family has led to speculation over whether Harry, who stepped down from royal duties in 2020, would be invited to the coronation, and if he was, whether he would attend. A spokesperson for Harry said an immediate decision on whether the Duke and Duchess will attend will not be disclosed at this time. Buckingham Palace has yet to respond to a request for comment.
0: Okay, and the uh, Toronto Blue Jays will be honoring one of their greatest players in August.
1: Yeah, the team announced yesterday that it will add slugger Jose Bautista to the level of excellence in a pregame ceremony August 12th. Bautista was traded to Toronto in August 2008 from the Pittsburgh Pirates and spent nine-plus seasons with the Blue Jays. The 42-year-old became a household name in Toronto, making six all-star games and winning three silver slugger awards. His 288 homers with the Blue Jays only trailed Joe Carter in the team's record books.
0: Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1617, Louis Hebert signed an agreement that enabled him to become the first known European farmer in New France. In 1784, the Settlement of York was officially incorporated as the City of Toronto. The first permanent settlement was established in 1793 and York was designated the capital of Upper Canada, which later became the Province of Ontario. In 1834, the city of York was renamed Toronto by the time they uh, had 10,000 residents in the city. William Lyon Mackenzie was elected mayor in elections held on March the 27th. His first act was to order wooden sidewalks built and drains dug. When it was learned that the work would require a tax increase, there was a riot in which six people were killed. In 1884, Canada's largest free public library was established. Was established in Toronto. In 1912, and twelve thuson 's Grocery in Hoboken, New Jersey became the first store to stock Oreo cookies. In 1930, the first prepackaged frozen food produced by The company, set up by Clarence Birdseye, went on sale in Springfield, Massachusetts. In 1957, the Supreme Court of Canada declared Quebec's so-called padlock law unconstitutional. The law had empowered the Attorney General to close for one year any building suspected of being used to promote communism. In 1961, a bill permitting fluoridation of municipal water supplies passed second reading in the Ontario legislature by unanimous all-party vote. 1982, the Canadian Coast Guard cutter Louis St. Laurent was put out of service by an explosion and fire which injured seven crew members, two of whom were seriously injured. In 1990, the Soviet Parliament overwhelmingly approved legislation allowing people to own factories and hire workers for the first time in nearly seven decades. In 1997, Queen Elizabeth launched the official royal website after logging on to the site at a London high school. She exchanged email with students at a public school in northern Ontario. On this day in 2008, a judge in Brampton rejected a human rights challenge to the Ontario ruling that motorcyclists must wear helmets while riding because of safety concerns outweighing religious rights. And on this day in 2020, Tim Hortons said it would temporarily stop accepting reusable cups brought in by customers amid concerns about the novel Coronis outbreak. Happy birthday to Andrea, who turns 42 today, and to Trudy, who turns 38. You share a birthday with Rob Reiner, who turns 76. Connie Britton is 56. Shaquille O'Neal turns 51. And Tyler, the creator, is 32.